your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe is become official, which will include the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we will hear from Coach Jared Bednar. This was from Sunday. He had a one of those Zoom conferences that they do, some good stuff in there. And a couple players who I think will really have breakout seasons and become more household names uh, by the end of the year, in my opinion. So we'll get to all of that stuff. First things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. Send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. How do you think? The Av season is going to go. I want to know. Send it to me. All right. So we had known that the Avalanche most likely would be involved in an outdoor game. Uh, kind of came as a surprise. We, we were kind of under the assumption that outdoor games just were not going to happen this year. Uh, with no fans being involved or around it made sense to, you know, and, and not knowing really when the season was going to start. All of the ones that were scheduled were canceled for this year. It made sense. And then we heard kind of grumblings around Christmas time that the NHL was thinking about doing an outdoor game or two. And um, that the Avalanche were going to be involved in that. And uh, we, we were hearing that it was going to be Lake Tahoe. And it seems like, you know, that that was true. But the, the NHL never came out and said, yep, it's a definite, it's a go. Now it seems like, or it doesn't seem like it, it is. So uh, the Avalanche and the Golden Knights will be playing on the 20th of February with the Bruins and the Flyers playing on the 21st of February. And I had said this a couple weeks ago when we had heard about this, that I didn't look at the NHL schedule as a whole, I just looked at the Avalanche schedule. And if you did look at the NHL schedule as a whole, you would have seen that there's only one game on February 20th, and it's the Avalanche and Golden Knights. And there's only one game on the 21st of February, and it's the Bruins and the Flyers. That tipped some people off to say, you know, with this season being fast and furious, games happening all the time, it's a little odd that there's just one game on those specific days. So people were kind of thrown out there. They're going to do something special for these games. It's got to be. And the only thing really they could, they do special is outdoor games. So this is it. Um, I, I, I think it's a, a pretty smart move. Now, the interesting thing here, like I said, it's going to be played on Lake Tahoe. It is going to be played at a golf resort. So they are turning the rink will be here. This is right from NHL.com. The rink will be on the 18th fairway of the golf course at Edgewood Tahoe Resort near the California Nevada border in State Line, Nevada, uh, the site of the American Century Championship since 1990 and the host of the 1985 Senior Open and the 1980 US Amateur Open. 
<laughs> so who's this? Steve Mayer, the NHL chief content officer, had the following to say. We always talk about pond hockey. It's always been the basis of why we play our outdoor games. And this idea always has been something on the shelf. And then they go and talk about the, you know, Mystery Alaska uh, game with the Rangers and the movie. Um, And then he goes on to say, ever since we began staging outdoor games in 2003 and made it a regular feature of our annual schedule in 2008, they've always considered non-stadium settings, but always were uh, rendered impractical because of the sheer volume and demand from our fans to attend. Well, if you're going to do it, (laughs) this is the one year to do it because... No fans, obviously. So uh, I like it. I like the idea. Um, I'm, I'm obviously happy that the Avalanche are involved in it. I think it will be the most beautiful setting of any outdoor game probably ever, unless this pandemic goes on and they do this again next year somewhere. Um, but the thing is, is that Avalanche have not fared well in outdoor games so far. So maybe the third time is a charm. The first one against Detroit didn't end well last year. Clearly, uh, from top to bottom was a disaster. The game itself and then getting out of the stadium was a disaster. So I think the Avalanche want to show up and have a good showing to put specifically last year's behind them. So it, it it would benefit them to get a win so they can say they got a win in an outdoor game. Uh, and then they don't have to worry about the fan experience, although it would be good, obviously, to do it on this type of setting. But everybody still talks about that game at the Air Force Base, and they don't even talk about the game. The game was bad. They lost. Grubauer got hurt for the rest of the season, and um, the, the fan experience getting out of the stadium is something that will be connected to the avalanche and outdoor games forever. So I think they're anxious to get another one in and hopefully get a win out of one finally. So I like it. I think the, the NHL is doing a good job doing the best they can getting eyeballs on the screen because that's all we have. We can't go to the stadiums or arenas uh, and, and they, they need to figure out ways to generate some money. They've done that with the ads on the helmets. They've done that with the um, ads for the divisions. And this will hopefully get a lot of viewers and, and get a lot of people turned on. Because by then, football is going to be done. Baseball is going to be in spring training, if that. Maybe still pitchers and catchers by that time. And it's just going to be basketball and hockey. So... They need to really kind of hit a home run and how you're going to get viewed because people want to watch sports. You know, sports are kind of what make the United States go. They're a huge part of the economy. They're a huge part of, you know, family life, just getting together and watching a football game, getting together, watching a hockey game. Uh, so we don't have that January 1 outdoor game, which I always look forward to. I have a routine on New Year's Day. And that routine is in, is watching that game. It's not sitting down, not doing anything. It's always on. I got my mother has a <clears throat> an afternoon get together with a bunch of her friends. We didn't do it this year obviously. 
uh, but it's always on in the background and it's just, it's perfect for me. Uh, and I always look forward to that. And now that we can't do it, you know, just to get an outdoor game, I think a lot of people, now you get two of them, you get two of them. So I think it's going to be a, a hit and you get not only two outdoor games, two really good games, four teams that are, you know, upper echelon clearly with Colorado and Vegas, they're going to be battling for number one overall. And Boston, I think Boston take a step back, but they're still going to be, you know, a, a good team and a team that fights every single every single game against Philly, who I think, who in my prediction, I think that's who the Avalanche will be playing in the Stanley Cup is Philly. So you're getting two excellent games. So something to look forward to. Um, they are going to wear their retro uniforms. They are not coming out with another outdoor uniform just for this game. So get your reverse retros ready, and uh, we're going to have some pond hockey or something close to it. I said on Twitter, if you're going to have an outdoor game at a golf course, how can you not include Adam Sandler as Happy Gilmore in in those festivities somehow, especially if the Bruins are playing in it because he's wearing a Bruins jersey during that movie. So... Uh, all right, so we are going to hear from Coach Bednar here in a second. But first, we are going to hear from our good friends at RockAuto and RockAuto.com. Uh, like I said before, I'm not the biggest car guy in the world, but I have gone to RockAuto knowing full well I will get the parts that I need um, and at a really, really good price. And then I hand them off to friends that work on cars and say, here. Do what you got to do. So rockauto.com, it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Delivery is right to your door direct. The uh, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, spe- uh, the specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the section where they ask, how did you hear about us? So they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, quick little break, and we will hear from Coach Jared Bednar. All right, so we do this a lot during the season, and, uh, you know, we hear, play clips from, uh, mostly from, Jared Bednar. I feel like you get the most information out of him than you get out of the players for the most part. There's some good avalanche players who give you some good info uh, post game, but most of the time they just want to get out of there. Uh, Jared Bednar gives you a lot of good stuff. So this is him uh, just the other day after practice. Uh, So let's listen to it. And then uh, a couple comments on the other side. So here's coach, coach Jared Bednar. Obviously, ask you for an update uh, on Eric Johnson, and then if you could just talk about attendance. Did everybody else uh, scrimmage, and uh, if you can uh, divulge any lines and how things were set up today? Thanks. 
Yeah. So uh, Eric Johnson was not uh, fit to practice again today. Uh, everyone else was on the ice. Uh, we went basically the similar setup to yesterday, except, um, you know, so lines again today didn't mean a lot because we were set up with power plays on each side. Uh, we took the scrimmage one step further. After our warm-up, we scrimmaged on one rink for about 35 minutes and then came over the other one for 30. And um, we mixed the power plays in on uh, in the scrimmage. Uh, we had done some three-on-three uh, -three and four-on-four -four video, so we went into some of that during the scrimmage and then continued with our five-on-five -five play as well. So there's a lot of mixing, matching with the with the lines and D pairs. Um, but we, we went through a pretty good scrimmage here today. And uh, tomorrow is now a day off. We'll cut our roster down um, later today. Uh, we'll, we'll announce uh, uh, the guys that we've um, sent to the Eagles. And then we'll have enough players here to fill out our roster and the taxi squad. And then we still have some time yet to make some final decisions. Peter Baugh, The Athletic. Yeah, Jared, I was wondering if for, for like Bo and Byron, when, when he's quarantining, is there any opportunity, I guess, for him to, to get onto the ice in a, I guess, a private setting or anything like that? Or is he kind of just working out in his hotel room or wherever he is? Yeah, he's, um, no, it's full quarantine. So he's not allowed to uh, go out and, and, and get ice or, you know, hit public gym facilities or anything like that. So he's getting a week off now. Uh, the way I look at that is, you know, they just went through a rigorous tournament and a lot of training to get ready for that tournament. They'd done a quarantine, which gave him some time off. Uh, he's probably earned a few days off, so he's missing out on, you know, three or four uh, workout days probably. And, and what we'll do is we'll get him uh, to join our group here when he clears quarantine and, and get him up to speed on some things systematically. Make sure he's seeing all the meetings and video that – all of our guys did. So um, he'll be practicing and, and we'll, we'll get him ready for uh, games as quickly as we possibly can and try to uh, insert him in games, hopefully and give him a real good chance to succeed. Adrian Dater, Colorado Hockey Now. Uh, Jared, the uh, the goalie situation, uh, number one, uh, with Grubauer not practicing for three days, uh, does that maybe uh, in your mind give Frankie a leg up on starting open night? Uh, and two, I really ask multi-part questions, but I will here. Uh, the rotation, do you plan on maybe doing a 50-50 split or uh, are you going to see how it goes by who, who's playing well at the time? But if you could talk about maybe your thoughts in general, let's say both yeah. are playing pretty well, what kind yeah. of breakdown you might have over the 56 games? Yeah, so I think it's got to be a 60-40, 65-35 split um, for Grooby because I, I view Grooby as their starter. And, um, you know, that's not a knock against Frankie. I think Frankie was outstanding for us last year. Um, but, you know, Grooby is the guy that, that we tend to lean on when um, – you know, when, when we have to. And, and so it's a good question on the training camp because he misses the first three days. And, um, you know, the decision for opening night is made, you know, based on what I see in the recent past. So 
Um, I really liked what I've what I've seen out of Grooby since he's been back, and I've had some conversations with Grooby and how he's feeling, and um, both prior to training camp and then now that he's been on the ice for three days skate, uh, straight. And we we intentionally left those guys in the net so they would get more uh, game situation, um, you know, reads and 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 uh, stops, and and they, both guys were really good the last couple of days. So the decision for opening night. I, I'm fully confident that Grooby's going to be able to go and, and wants to go, and we'll watch him for the next few days here and, and uh, announce our decision. Ron Knabenbauer, Avalanche.com. Jared, with you guys only playing seven other teams this season as coaches, does that make your job easier to know you can focus on just those seven teams and what they do? Or is it tougher because there's just so much information and so much stuff that you guys have and just trying to dig through what's important, what isn't important? Well, it's both, you know, it's different. It's not easier or, or tougher. It's just different than what we're used to. You know, if we were playing uh, team A today, and we'd already be prepping for team B because we know we're playing them the, the, as our next opponent. And um, it can be months without playing a team. So, you want to like we're prepping for Team B, then we're we're looking at their last few games and then our last few games against them as well, you know, and where we had success and where we struggled and 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 coach accordingly from there. So now it's it's a little bit you know what it is is different. It's just more like playoffs. You, you play a team and um, you're going to do some things well and you're going to do some things poorly. And you're going to want to try to keep doing the things you did well. You're going to try to get better. And, and the things you do poorly, you have to improve in order to win the second game. And, and they'll be doing the same thing. So you tend to get into a little bit more detail um, on your opponent and on uh, some of the things that you're doing versus your opponent when you're playing a back-to-back-to-back. You know, like some of these teams we're playing twice and sometimes we're playing them four times in a row. So it's um, – Again, not not necessarily easier or harder. It's just a little bit different prep work. Back to Mike Chambers, Denver Post. Yeah, Jared, I wanted to ask you about those breezers and uh, gloves. Is that part of the Nordiques look in terms of what the sweater is going to be with that? Yeah, well, so we've changed them almost every day in training camp, you know, so far. So we've had the regular blue pants. We've had the blue pants with the white stripes and the dark, dark blue gloves. And then we've also had the burgundy. So we have a bunch of different setups this year. And um, jerseys and, and uniforms are looking fantastic this year. And I guess you'll be with everyone else to see them, see them as we break them out in games. All right, so a couple things that uh, you can take out of that. One is definitely the Bowen Byram talk. I think people are going to be asking about that until he's on the ice with the Avalanche. And he said there's really nothing they can do for at least the next week. Um, and then bring him along slowly and just see where he fits. I, and right now, I don't have an answer to that. Uh, and, and I'm not in the position to really even guess what the heck they can do with him. I mean, barring injuries... Right now, there's just not a spot for him. That's, you know, he there will be in the future. Uh, but, you know, he just might be a taxi guy. And that's not, you know, a role for him long term by any stretch. But right now, that could be where he is. Now, 
The other thing you take out of that is the goaltending. They definitely are sold on Grubauer. They're sold on him being the guy. I kind of feel like last year they went into it. Yeah, Grubauer was the guy, but it was like, eh, it's open to debate. You know, if Frankie plays well, he could take it over. I don't get that impression this year. And even though, you know, uh, Grubauer is the guy, the games are going to be fast and furious. So, and like he said, it's going to be 60-40, 65-35. I think it's probably going to be more in the 60-40 in favor of Grubauer. So they have all the hope in the world in him. And, you know, you're even reading, th- I read something on, I think it was The Athletic the other day, that they had him down in the standings. They ranked every goalie, starting goalie. And they had him down, and understandably so, but they didn't just, sometimes when you read those, like, rankings, and guys that are in, like, the 20s, and you read the the summary, it's almost like they're just have no hope for the guy. But that wasn't the case in this one. It was if he can stay healthy, he could be top 12, easy, maybe even crack that top 10. But he's got to prove that he can do that. So I think this is a big year for Grubauer, and uh, Avalanche seemed to be behind him. All right, we are going to hear from our friends over at betonline.ag. And then uh, we're going to take another quick little break and then get into some players who I think could really stand out for the Avs this year. But first, betonline.ag. It is the one place we here at Locked On Trust. You can go there right now, sign up for a free account, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever you put in for your first deposit, betonline.ag will add 50%. So bet on those postseason NFL games. Bet on, uh, you know, the hockey season that is pretty much here, uh, top to bottom. You can do futures. You can do who you think is going to win the Hart Trophy, uh, who you think is going to win the Vesna Trophy. Anything you can think of, uh, you can do it at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportbook experts. All right, a uh, quick little break, and then uh, some guys who could really make a mark this year. All right, and the last thing that I wanted to get to was you. You always look forward to those guys who kind of stand. I don't. I guess you could say they stand out, but they kind of just rise to the occasion, and they have you know what is deemed like the breakout season. And I think there's two guys on the Avalanche that by the end of the year are really going to turn some heads. And, you know, if you want to say that they benefit from being on a good team, so be it. But I, I think more of it has to do with their skill than them being on a really good team. Being on a really good team helps. Don't get me wrong. But uh, these two guys, I think, are are primed to have a excellent season because yeah i think part of it is because they know like they they are part of something special and when you are part of something special kind of like the best comes out of you so two guys one is we just got them the other is we just got them recently <laughs> uh as in you know a year ago so i'll start with that guy and and i've said this before on the show i think andre burakovsky is going to have a spectacular year I, I I was saying early on, I would be completely fine if he was on that top line with Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. And it looks like he's going to be. 
and that only benefits him even more so. If he wasn't, if he was on the second line uh, with probably Saad and Kadri, I think he would still have a great year. But bolstering him up to that top line with superstars, all-stars like McKinnon and, and Rantanen, they they are going to make sure that he succeeds. Um, I think he's comfortable being in, in Colorado. He's got a year under his belt. And I think uh, Nathan McKinnon is is going, even playing with Nathan McKinnon for a year, because he was on that line a lot. He was on the top line with Nathan McKinnon a lot last year. So now that they have figured out each other, I, th- I think they are just itching to go on that top line. So I I I wish we had a full season because I'm not good at saying, well, he could have uh, you know this many points in 56 games. I I would base points off of like 82 games. Clearly, um, I really would have liked to see what he could have done in an 82 game season this year. But we don't have that. Um, but you know, at the end of the year, we'll be able to say like, well, if he had played 82 games, this is what he would have had. I look forward to doing that, uh, but I, I think I think he's gonna. And people aren't really paying attention to him because they're paying attention to McKinnon and Rantanen. And could he clean up and get some garbage points? Sure, why not? There's nothing wrong with that. But he's a scorer; he can shoot. So watch out for Andre Burakovsky. And secondly, not this is like a, a you know a incredible reveal or anything like that. And maybe this is for just specifically to Avalanche fans. I think Avs fans are going to fall in love with Devontae's. So much so that he is going to change the dynamic of what the Avalanche do when it comes to the Kraken draft. And we don't need to belabor the point on the Kraken draft. That's, you know, after this season is over. I don't want to dive too deep into that right now. We haven't even started this year. But all I will say is he is going to blow that up in what the Avalanche do when it comes to who they need to protect. Because I think, and again, he, him, it seems like he is going to be on that top line with Kale McCarr. We all thought it was going to be Kale McCarr and Ryan Graves because they played exceptionally well together. Ryan Graves had a great season last year. You would expect that to continue. Jed Bednar is like, no, I'm, I am putting the best combinations, I think, together. And putting McCarr and Taves together is scary. And I think when people watch how Devon Taves plays the game and how he can play the game in this style, these two guys are going to feast on players. Just watch out for Devon. I'm telling you guys, like he, he, I mean, we all know that he's a good player. We all know the Avs got a great deal when they made the deal with the Islanders. But now that he's going to get that season in with them, be prepared to be wowed. That's all I will say about Devon Taves. I think he is, uh, you know, after the season is over, we will be itching to, uh, I mean, we got him locked up for. For when I say I say locked up is you know as long as he is protected and who knows what's going to happen with that but uh, they they have him signed for four years I think it is um, and if things go the way where they have him protected I think Avs fans are going to be very happy those two guys are going to do some special things this year mark my words so all right that is going to be it for tonight today whenever you're listening. 
And ladies and gentlemen, we are a day away from hockey. Mm. Cannot wait for this. This cannot come fast enough. This needs to be the quickest 24 hours that we've ever experienced in our lifetimes. It just has to be. So uh, get excited. It's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. So uh, follow me on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. I'll definitely be tweeting during the game. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, everybody. That's going to be it for today. Thank you for tuning in each and every day. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, And definitely check out Locked On NHL for anything going on around the league. And make sure to check it out on Thursdays when Adam Denker and I from Locked On Lightning host the Thursday show. So take care, be well, and here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!